knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Too often I hear stories about people working so hard to make wild turkey meat palatable. And it blows a fuse in my brain. Wild turkey meat is delicious. On this episode, I'm going to share some secrets, which ought not be secrets, on how to make wild turkey taste great. Hey, and welcome to the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. Today, we are talking about wild turkey cooking. What better thing is there to talk about at the tail end of the season as how to make these birds taste great. Now, I've talked about this in the past a little bit. You can head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, go to the turkey hunting category, look at all the episodes about cooking and prep and all those things. I'm not able to go back and rehash out everything that I've talked about before, but it's all there for you. But today, I want to share some secrets. All right, and these are things that ought not be secrets. They really shouldn't be. But nobody talks about it. I I never find this information anywhere. And it frustrates me to no end. Uh, My experience has been, guys, and if you're listening to this, chances are you're cut from a different cloth just because you're a podcast listener. But my experience has been that most hunters, period, are terrible cooks. Most hunters are terrible cooks. They're just not good at cooking things. Uh, I've My experience has also been most hunters are just not foodies. They just don't have a well-developed palate. They are, you know, they're, they're just not food people. They don't, it's just not a passion for them. Hunting's a passion. They like to eat, but they don't know anything about food and what makes good food and how to prepare food and just basic home cook kind of principles which uh, I value so immensely. I come from a line of cooks. You know, my my family, I people, my parents had their own restaurant for a time. My sister uh, went to culinary school, has her bachelor's in culinary science, was classically trained by French chefs. Uh, I just come from a My grandmother had her own cookbook. I mean... Cooking just runs in my family and runs in my culture. And I just, I really appreciate good food. And I strive to learn 
how to make food better. Not how to make super fancy, highfalutin, crazy stuff, but just how do you make regular stuff great? What are what's what are the simple things everybody ought to know to make food good? Whatever it is, whether it's a turkey sandwich or whether it is, you know, whatever French turkey confit, whatever. You know, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm passionate about making my food good. I feel like if I cook something and it's not delicious, I have wasted my time, my energy and resources. You know, I just, I, I want to have good food. So when I became a hunter and I started bringing this meat in from the forest, whether it's turkey or deer or whatever, uh, I found that I, all of a sudden I can't cook anything anymore. I just felt inept because everything I knew about cooking didn't work here. For whatever reason, just did not work with this meat. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't seem to do anything. I just felt like an idiot. I'd cook something and it'd come out terrible. And I thought, well, that's how I always cooked that with chicken. That's how I always cooked that with beef. Why isn't that working? And that's because nobody ever told me. I've yet, I've still yet to ever hear another human being give a talk on this subject, at least to my knowledge. Well, maybe one person, maybe one person I've heard, and that's in deer hunting, uh, Chef Albert Woosh, who outstanding professional um, game cook. But I've never heard anybody talk about it regard to anything else, especially turkey hunting. And that is that turkeys aren't chickens. I don't know if you knew. They're not. Turkeys aren't chickens. They're a different animal. And the turkeys you get in the woods are not the turkeys you get from a turkey ranch or uh, however they raise them, which are often grown just like chickens hanging in baskets or whatever. They never touch the ground. Or even if they're free range, they walk a grand total of, you know, 20 feet back and forth in their pen for a day. They're not the same meat. They're just, they're a very different bird. You can't cook them the same way. And something else that I've learned, almost nobody knows how to cook a regular turkey, let alone a wild turkey. Now think about it. How often do you, do most people eat regular turkey? Well, Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas. Some families, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. And why? I don't know, because maybe they don't know how to cook anything else, but that's it. They make a turkey. For those big holidays, they cook a whole turkey, roast it in the oven, or whatever the case may be. Uh, I'm, I've reached a point I can't even do that anymore. I have no desire to ever put a, well, maybe not ever, but I have no desire to just put a whole turkey in the oven, take it out or need it. To me, it's so boring. I need to do something more exciting than that. Whether that's a smoked turkey, deep fried turkey, whatever the case may be. But nobody cooks anything else with turkey. Oh, they eat turkey all the time. They got turkey lunch meat and turkey soups and turkey sandwiches and turkey this and turkey that. It's all pre-prepared, pre-made turkey sausage. And they buy it from the store they, and they eat it. But there, nobody is cooking turkey breasts. I mean, I can't even think of a time that anybody I know went to the grocery store, bought a pack of turkey breasts and cooked them. Every now and then I will see like turkey legs in the grocery store. 
you know, people will make them, you know, like a Renaissance fair style. You got this big, long roasted barbarian turkey leg. You just stand there and eat it, you know, and uh, wear your chain mail or whatever. But other than that, turkey just isn't cooked. It's not prepared much. Most people have no idea. You know, one person in your family knows how to make a roast turkey on Thanksgiving. Oftentimes, that's it. There's two or three people in the whole family that know how to cook that. But that doesn't mean you know how to make turkey. So when you get a wild turkey, okay, secret number one, all right, and that is you cannot make a whole wild turkey. It just, I mean, it's possible, but it's a waste of turkey. You do not cook a wild turkey whole. Now, this is my opinion, and I have a very strong opinion about it. Other people will disagree. Let them disagree. Other people will say I'm wrong. Half of them are idiots. Some of them may have a point. You know, they have their own preference. But from a foodie, no, you just don't do it. It's not done. It's a waste. Don't you do this. Because here's what happens. Wild turkey legs are very tough. You cannot cook them at the same time and temp through the same method as wild turkey breast. Because what will happen is by the time those legs are tender enough, the breast will be just burnt to a crisp. And often by the time the time those legs should have been tender enough, they've just dried out in that oven and now they're just terrible. But for every person that, that has cooked a whole wild turkey in the oven all at once, uh, they had to do all kind of different methods. They're wrapping foil around things. They're trying to do differential heat. They're basting one half and not the other. There's all sorts of workarounds that people try to do. And for every one that comes out pretty good, there's probably nine where half of that turkey is terrible, gets thrown away, or it's choked down begrudgingly by a hunter who refuses to admit that it's not good. Or just people that don't know what good food is to begin with. And they think, eh, whatever. <laughs> they don't mind it. But uh, it's a waste. It's, it's too hard to get something that's great out of it. You might get something that's marginal. If you work really hard, you might get something that's okay. But in my opinion, in my strong opinion, it is a waste. All right. I recommend... That if you if you want to do a whole turkey, you do just do the whole top half. You just do the whole. You don't do the legs and thighs at the same time in the oven. You can leave the breasts on the carcass and get the back meat and whatever and the wings. Yeah, wings are ooh, wild turkey wings are a different story altogether. But uh, whatever, they're small. There's not much waste there. You do the top half and then you save the legs. What I prefer to do is to quarter the turkey. Bring it home, just cut the skin off from around the breasts, breast it out, get the breasts and the tenderloins out, tear the skin around the legs, and cut off the legs and thighs in one piece each side. So I've got a one breast, two breast, one leg thigh combo, another leg thigh combo. So I've got four different chunks of meat at the end of the day. The wings, uh, you just, there's... There's just not enough appreciable meat on the wings to somehow make them worth the tremendous effort that is needed to separate all the feathers and everything else on there to get that little little morsel of stuff 
uh, it's just, that's just a waste. You know, that, that half an ounce per wing, it's just too hard. But you got the breasts and you got the legs. And each should be cooked differently. There's different techniques. Now, do not cook the breasts like you cook chicken breast. All right? It's, it's not the same meat. Now, it's similar, okay? It's probably the closest similarity in the hunting world to something you're familiar with is a turkey breast to a chicken breast. Um, but here's the thing about turkey breast. They're really thick. Right, you throw a boneless, skinless chicken breast on the grill, you know, maybe with some marinade or whatever, and it takes a couple minutes on each side until you get it cooked through to 165 or higher, and then you pull it off. You throw a whole turkey breast on the grill, the outsides are just going to be charred to death by the time, you know, two or three inches deep, it actually is cooked enough. So it's just not going to come out well. What you want to do, and there's lots of different ways to do it, um, but you, you want to get that breast into smaller pieces. Okay, so here's tip number two. You want to convert that turkey breast into something that is going to cook quickly and evenly and never above 160, 166 degrees. All right? You just do not want to do it. You dry out wild turkey meat real quick. It's just going to become powder dry and hard to chew. You want to cook it to 165 on the dot, not a degree higher. So you need a food thermometer. All right. Get one. You can get a grill thermometer on Amazon. I think I, there's one that I bought, two of them now, for like 15 bucks. Uh, if I remember, I will put it in the show notes of this episode that you can find at newhuntersguide.com. Just head there. I'll try to stick it in the show notes for you. You can click right through and see the cheap one that I use, which works amazing. Been using it for years. The only reason I bought a second one is because I lost it for like a year. Couldn't find the first one. Then it turned up. Now I have two. But you need a food thermometer. You just don't want to overcook it. But you have to cut it small so that it cooks evenly. Now, I'm not getting into recipes in this episode. I have done some recipes. If you head to the YouTube channel, I've got a couple wild turkey recipes. I have done a uh, turkey breast and morel, or, yeah, turkey breast and morel mushroom marsala dish, which is amazing. I've done some wild, or some wild turkey leg dishes, um, Honey bourbon barbecue, pulled turkey legs, things like that. Great stuff. You can find those on the YouTube channel. I'll try to link to them from the show notes of this episode as well. But, you know, I'm not getting in the recipes. I'm talking more about techniques. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are... $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. 
That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. All right, so you need to cut it small. So, you know, often a wild turkey breast, you could don't just cut it in half. And I mean, you know, to make it thinner, you could probably cut it into three or four fillets. All right probably three or four thin fillets and then what you want to do most of the time for most dishes is tenderize all right and that would be secret number three use a mallet use a tenderizer i mean physical tenderizing mallet wood steel smash the meat and pound it thin now this is going to do two things one it is going to tenderize it now the wild turkey breast is not that tough. It doesn't need the tenderizing that much. Whether you tenderize it or not, it's still probably not going to be too tough for you. But what it does even more is it makes you can get it to a uniform thickness. And that's really what you want, even more than it being a little more tender. You want good uniform thickness so you can easily and quickly cook it to 165 without overcooking any parts of it because you re it's really less forgiving than chicken because it's so lean so you need it in small pieces now a lot of people they'll make turkey nuggets right cut it up in the little pieces batter it deep fry it great works great you just want to make sure you get those similar sizes they cook evenly all of that you can cook turkey on the grill you know Get you a nice fillet, slice it down, ten, pound it so it's even thickness. You can marinate it, season it. You could do all different kind of things. You could, you know, some people they're all about wrapping everything in bacon. Just wrap it all in bacon. Wrap your venison in bacon. Wrap your turkey breast in bacon. Wrap it all in bacon. And the reason people wrap it in bacon is one, they're not good cooks. Sorry, they just it's the number one reason. They don't have any other way to make it palatable. And what the bacon does, it adds fat, it adds moisture, it adds flavor, and it just makes it more forgiving. But not everybody wants to eat bacon-wrapped everything all the time. You know, I'm not opposed to a nice bacon-wrapped something here and there, but it's, it's just too one-dimensional for me. So, you know, you can do that, and from time to time, you know, everybody may want to do that. But that's not the be-all, end-all. That's sort of just like plan B if you don't know how to cook or you don't have any ideas. Oh, whatever. Wrap it in bacon and cook it. The bacon's forgiving. But the, the, the meat is it needs to be cooked evenly and not overcooked. So whatever you do to it, however you cook it, I've smoked it. You can grill it. You can saute it. You can bake it. You can use any number of different recipes. There's lots of good ones out there. Google it. What Google won't tell you is what I'm telling you. And that is even thickness, 
quick cooking, or even if you're slow cooking, that's okay. Do not overcook. As soon as you reach that internal temp, in fact, you know, most food tends to keep cooking a few degrees after you take it off the heat. So you get between 160 and 165 in the thickest part, which there ought not be any thickest parts because you've got it uniform, then you pull it off. All right. So you get it to 162, it's still going to get five more degrees of carryover temp in cooking. So then that's going to bring you above the 165 threshold. So get you a thermometer. Next secret, eat it now. As soon as it's done, eat it immediately. Serve immediately and eat. Don't let it sit on a warming plate for an hour. Don't let it get cold and you got to reheat it. Don't don't say, oh, I'm just going to cook enough here for several dishes and we'll eat it for the next few days. I mean, you can, but it, you lose so much after the moment passes. All right, and, and turkey is much less forgiving because it's so lean. It, it doesn't reheat as good. It instantly starts to dry out. All right, you want to cook it and eat it now. You know, one of the reasons I like to quarter it is I can make the perfect amount for whatever, di- or whatever dish, whatever meal, however many people are there. I can cook one breast. I can cook one leg thigh. I can make all of it at once. Whatever the case is, I can make the perfect amount so it's all eaten now. And that's what you want. Well, it's always going to be best eaten right now. People love, you know, they'll make a whole turkey for Thanksgiving and They'll eat leftovers for a week until they can't take it anymore. Wild turkey is not that forgiving. Okay, it's leaner. The muscles have way more use. These birds were flying every day. Uh, It just does not as good the next day and the day after that. Make it delicious. Make it outstanding. Cook it right to the perfect temperature. doesn't matter how you cook it. Just get it to the right temperature and then eat it right away and eat it all. All right. So that's your next secret. The next one has to do with the legs. All right. The next secret, however you cook the legs, there's only really one or two good ways to cook turkey legs. And that is low and slow and or low and slow and moist. All right. The best way to cook turkey legs is, in my opinion, in liquid, whether it's a sauce or a broth or a soup. Barbecue sauce is great. You can do all kinds of different sauces. You can use curries. You can make all kinds of dishes. Okay, I, I, This is not a recipe. This is a technique. You know, you put it in an aluminum pan or you put it in a crock pot or you put it in a pot or whatever and you cook it with liquid so it doesn't dry out and you cook it until the meat falls apart. That's what you want to do. You cook those legs until they fall apart. And as soon as they start falling apart, you take it off the heat. You can do one of two things at this point. You could just eat them barbarian style, which is not a bad way to do it. Although there's a lot more pronounced tendons, ligaments, and bits that you have to pick out of it while you're eating it. So it's not the same as the turkey legs you get at the Renaissance Festival or the 4th of July excursion or the the amusement park. 
It's not the same. There's a lot more work that goes into it, but it can be absolutely delicious meal to just sit there and eat a whole turkey leg that's been cooked low and slow. The other thing you can do is you take it off, you let it cool down to the point where you can handle it, and then you pull the meat off of that leg, tear it into into chunks, and throw it right back into that sauce. You just pull that meat off, tear it up, throw it into the sauce, and now you've got Whatever sauce you've made, however you've cooked it, you might have, you know, pulled turkey sandwiches. You might have, you know, turkey quesadillas. You might have turkey enchiladas. You might have turkey gyros. However you've cooked it, whatever seasonings, whatever sauces, whatever techniques, whatever anything, you've got meat that is amazing. Uh, one of my one of my neighbors a couple years back, or maybe maybe it was last year. They were, I got home, opening day of turkey, carried my turkey home. It was great. Well, I mean, I drove home, but I brought my turkey home. I was cutting it up, just finished cutting it up, quartering it on the back porch. And then what I did is I take all those quarters, make sure they're clean. You know, you don't have to wash them. Water's not always the best thing for for cleaning meat, but sometimes you need to wash them just to make sure they're completely clean, dry, and then I'll vacuum seal them immediately. It'll last a year vacuum sealed if you do it right. If you clean them and you vacuum seal immediately, throw it in a deep freeze, not an upright freezer, a deep freezer, they usually get much colder and they will keep a long time. <laughs> really, that's a bonus secret, but you want to take them out of that deep freezer, thaw them, not just overnight. Overnight's not long enough. The pieces of meat are too big. Thaw them over two nights in the regular fridge. Do not by any means ever do anything to thaw them faster. Don't run them under hot water. Don't run them under cold water. Don't do any of that. And there's lots of reasons why, and I can get into the science of it. But in short, it is going to dry the meat out and make it tougher if you reheat it like that. Also, you're going to have flavor degradation. Excuse me, not if you reheat, but if you force thought like that. Do not force thaw. Take it out of the deep freezer, put it in the refrigerator for two nights, and then it is ready to do anything you want to do. So, but back to my story. I got home, I cut up that turkey, I just finished processing it. My neighbor gets home across the street, they've got a turkey. And so I go over to, hey, how's it going? Congrats, all this. So they're sitting there cutting, they're just cutting it up in the backyard just like I was. And, uh, they get it all breasted out, then they go to throw the rest of the carcass away. I was like, hold on, you're, you're just going to leave the legs on there? Like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh yeah, we don't need the legs. They're just, they're not good. And I was like, hold on a minute. I had a moment. All right, okay. I have to describe this so you guys could understand. This neighbor of mine, he took his uh, son-in-law out. It was his first turkey he ever he ever got. You know, really cool day. This neighbor... Is a professional turkey hunter. Now, not anymore, but he used to own his own turkey business, made turkey calls and other equipment, was full-time professional turkey guy, would travel the country, hunt in every state, shoot dozens of turkeys every year on TV. You know, this was 20 years ago. Had his own show, had instructional videos, had calls, I mean, he was full-time professional turkey hunter. 
He has killed more turkeys than I will ever see in the woods. All right, almost guaranteed. Hey, he's coming. He's come home. Oh yeah, we just we just throw the legs away. We don't even cut them off. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, you know, compared to this guy, I'm Ned in the first reader. I'm like, I don't even know what a turkey is compared to this guy. And I'm sitting here like, you know, this is a travesty. You, you're going to throw away the legs. The legs are the best part. And uh, uh, he's like, oh, you want them? I was like, if you're going to throw them away, sure. So they just cut them off, gave them to me. I went home. I had extra turkey legs. I was like the cat that got the canary. I got one turkey and four legs. I was like, this is amazing. But that's the difference between people that have these secrets, which ought not be secrets, and 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 people that don't. He's just like, yeah, you know, cooked them a few times, then it come out good. We don't need them. We just leave them on the bird. They're just we just count it up as waste, just like the feathers. You don't eat the feathers. You don't eat the legs. And I was like, hold on now. There's so many things you can make with the legs. I mean, soups and dishes and sandwiches and tacos and everything else and uh so it worked out to my benefit but so many people have that same perspective so you gotta think outside the box there is a delicious way to cook basically anything and everything that's out there there somebody has come up with a delicious way to cook it all right if you don't know anybody go to google if you can't find anything on Google, you're just not searching for the right things. But there's a delicious way to make everything. Okay? Turkey legs especially, you just have to think differently. You can't cook them like chicken legs. If you just throw turkey legs onto the grill, you will not even be able to eat them. You, I mean, you will hurt your teeth trying to tear this meat off of the bone and you will wear yourself out Ask me how I know. All right. I learned this stuff by just wasting and ruining meat, trying to figure out why it didn't come out good. You got to cook it differently. Can't just grill it. Can't just throw it in a pan. You have to treat it differently than the meat that you're used to cooking. And I could say the same thing about venison, but that's another show for a different season. So I hope this is helpful for you guys. Please head to iTunes and leave a five-star review with comment. It's the number one way to grow the channel, to reach more people, and to help grow the show. Um, Till next time, I really appreciate you. Make sure you head to the website, and I'll put those links there. God bless you guys, and go get them in the woods.